and you can dance for inspiration. Come on. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. This is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. This is the second of our soundtrack discussions, and it's a big one. Desperately Seeking Susan. Into the Groove. Into the Groove. The classic. One of my all-time top five Madonna songs. Oh, yes. Top I, five. Top five. When you know, I die, I want it played as the, as the um, coffin is going into the ground. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I, I mean... It's like I was going to be like, oh, I can't wait for that. And then I was like, no, I really, I can wait. I don't want to be at your funeral too soon. I'm going to outlive everybody. Into the Groove, written by, co written by Stephen Bray in 1985 for the um, film. Well, actually, it wasn't written for the film. It was apparently they wrote it for somebody else. And then Madonna thought, oh, I want to record it. Or they had recorded it, like just like laid down some tracks and then. and then she thought, oh, no, this would be great in the movie I'm making or the movie I'm in. And, um, and so they, then she took it back. This song, too, it, it, I always forget how much I love it because mm. over the years, um, you know, the original version to me is the best version. You know, then there was a version that was like um, on the Immaculate Collection, which is not the original version. And it cut the piano solo. That long piano solo that's so great in it. But that's not from the original version. It's not? No. You're what? thinking of the You Can Dance version. No, but there's that long piano version. There's no piano in the original Into the Groove. Oh. It's all electronic. Okay. We're going to have to go listen to it. And you can dance. For inspiration. This is Madonna as quote unquote Madonna. She is she is an elevated version of Madonna at this point, and but she's talking about something that will come back over and over and over and over again in her career, which is dancing, the power of dance, yes. the healing power of dance, the community it provides. Um, only when I'm dancing do I feel this free. Everything is about how magical it is on the dance floor. You can almost feel the sweat off the record, yes, yes. which I love. Yes. Um, I have been listening to this song for 30 years, and uh, every time I'm in a club when it plays, uh, at a wedding, at, a, at an office party, people get up and dance. It's one of those songs that to this day continues to yank people by the crotch up onto the dance floor. Totally. And I think the song is a piece of pop art. It's like, it's alive. She doesn't love this song. She says that she always feels stupid when she sings it. Yeah. Um, and in performance, I have to say I've never seen a performance of it that's captured the energy of the recorded song. No, or or the way it's performed in the movie. Like I think the no. movie version of the because the video for this song is basically a compilation of, of desperately seeking Susan clips, um, uh, interspersed with like be, mostly. 
footage from the film, but there is a little bit of B-roll of Madonna dancing in the club in the yes. in the um, in the video, and that's the that's the most authentic version I think is is Madonna in the club dancing to it. I um, also wonder if there's a, an element of wistfulness and sadness to this song for her now because it's right before she marries Sean Penn and moves to L.A. and starts a new chapter in her life, and she leaves New York, and everybody starts to die, and a lot of the people from this time who who don't pass away uh kind of fall away i mean jelly bean is about to go bye bye there's all these different people from this world it really is kind of the end of her new york her first new york period if it's not the end it's certainly the apex like mm. it's sort of like this song came out after it came out around angel or or um dress you up and right when the tour was about to get started there's so much energy and this song was sort of like the peak of all of that yeah and also the movie and, is, and the movie is desperately seeking susan directed by susan seidelman uh co-starring or starring starring rosanna arquette the fabulous rosanna arquette who i think is so brilliant in the film or rosanna 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 she's a woman of mystery a woman of surprises. What are you doing here? A woman named Susan. Madonna is Susan. The hottest voice in rock is now the freshest face on film. Every man is desperate to have her. One woman is desperate to be her. Desperately seeking Susan. A life so crazy it takes two women to live it. I feel like we set up this relationship with Madonna where she's the unattainable. Like she's always just out of our grasp. She's always turning a corner before us. We're getting arrested. Or, or getting arrested yeah. or disappearing or or we want something of hers to hold on to as our own. Or she has the sunglasses on and we don't know what she's thinking. And she's always and, and that this sort of sense of her being slippery is central to her identity as a pop star like i know that they added the scene in the club for uh, a madonna moment yeah i'm pretty sure that she brought the song to susan seidelman and said hey i have this song and i think we should use it in the movie i think it'll be perfect and we can go to danceateria which is where they filmed it which is really her place right she split on you huh yeah two days ago well, she ever split on you before no no of course not is she into drugs drugs roberta She's never smoked a joint in her whole life. She's probably the straightest person in Fort Lee. Uh-huh. Look, what are you driving at? You want something to drink? Um, no, thanks. I, I'm on this health program, you know? No, uh, no alcohol, no sugar. You want to dance? I remember when I saw this movie, I don't know if you remember seeing it originally, that... It was playing in Miami, like on at this little art house theater on Sunset and Dixie Highway, which is like the big highway in in Miami. And um, for some reason, I wanted to go by myself to see it. And this also reminds me that, or is something that's true to me about Madonna, is that Madonna's oftentimes a very private experience for me. Like I like to have, like, think about her and listen to her music and. And all that by myself, and very and talking about her like takes me some time. I need to yeah. like you know when we when Madame X came out, I said to you and all of her friends like I need time to process. No one talked to me about the 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 album for three weeks because yeah. I need to like think about it. Right. So I went to Desperately Seeking Susan by myself. I went for some reason 
And my mom, I remember, dropped me off because I couldn't have been more than 14, 13, 14. And I saw the movie and it like, it changed me, you know, because I think she was so amazing in the movie and so, and the movie was really interesting too. It's a really great film, but something about her energy and that sort of freedom she had mm -hmm. or the sort of just, it was so easy and beautiful and wild. And I remember when the movie was over, I had sunglasses. I probably had like Ray-Bans like she had. And I remember putting them on and like standing against the movie theater. Like I was waiting for my mom to pick me up, but I was just pretending I was Susan. <laughs> I wish I had known that Kenny Finkel. But nobody knew him but me. <laughs> uh, I saw it on VHS. I had to rent it uh, from a video, first row video. Hey, Howland, Ohio. Um, first row video had it, and I rented it when I was um, probably 13 or 14, but that was later. Mm. It was uh, probably 1989, 90. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I, I, you couldn't, you know, I had to be over 13 because it was oh. PG-13. Oh, right, right. Um, and so when um, Madonna meets uh, Gary Glass uh, and uh, they go into the club, it, it is the perfect, uh, you watch how larger than life she is because one of the things, I just uh, heard an interview about Warren Beatty and Warren Beatty is 5'7". Are you kidding me? Yes, he's 5'7 half in height. So you think of these movie stars that we know and they're actually really, they seem always so big. And this movie is the first time we see Madonna as a huge thing. As everybody says, she, she may have delivered her best performance in this film because she's the least self-conscious, self you know, she's just totally playing real moments. Um, and she's really herself. Like, And I think the movie's one of the best ones. I mean, uh, I think A League of Their Own gives it a run for its money in terms of screenplay, but I think it's mm. her best written film. I mean, I think I think it's 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 a great directed, It's the cinematography is great. It's a wonderfully put together film. I think uh, I would like to uh, finally pay tribute to Second Banana, Laurie Metcalf. She is taking the car keys. Lori Metcalf is a Steppenwolf actor. She came to New York to shoot this movie. It's her first film role. And uh, she remembers Madonna taking it very seriously and working very, very hard. Um, and she's so funny as the sister. Yeah, she's great. And, uh, I mean, there's a moment in the film, and I still love it every day, is when she grabs the diary that um, Susan has snapped open. She goes, that little sneak, what did she say about me? That little sneak, what did she say about me? And it's just so funny and human, and it's, and it's everything that, it, it embodies everything that Laurie Metcalf is so brilliant at uh, in this wonderful little cameo performance. That's all I want to say. We love you, Laurie Metcalf. Okay. Um, <laughs> Until next time. Bye. <laughs> bye. Gary, she's taking the car keys. <laughs>